Outlaws After Dark. Well, more about pop culture. We got Ryan in here. Anti-pop culture over here in NorCal, California, Outlaws After Dark. Yeah. We're in the new year. This is our first episode of the year. I think it's January 2nd. We're really appreciated you came out during the storm, Ryan. Oh, hell yeah. It's been really it's cool been... hanging out with you, even the last six months, the last eight months, and then uh, getting it's you in wild. here. I'd like to uh, touch on what we were touching on a little bit earlier. Uh, like, dude, what got you to California? Oh, man. Uh, originally, I came to California the first time like 20 years ago. Uh, just me and one of my buddies, we just kind of, it was winter time in Omaha, Nebraska, and I didn't really have much going on, and just wanted to get the hell out, and so we were going to be street kids, and so we just <laughs> rode a bunch of coastal places in California down, and threw it in a hat, and drew one, and we ended up in Ocean Beach, San Diego. Really? Yeah. Nice. yeah. Dude, in a hat. What kind of hat? I, I don't remember. <laughs> Probably just like a baseball hat or something. <laughs> it's such a life-changing decision. <laughs> a flat bill or something. Yeah. Did it have the sticker still on it? <laughs> Might have. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my gosh. That's mind-blowing. That's like, that. to be honest, though, that's any wandering kid's dream. Like, oh, yeah. I mean. What was, what was that experience like like dude i mean i've daydreamed of stuff like that when i was in the air force i guess because i was 18 it and i had already been like couch surfing and staying at friends houses and doing shit that way like i guess it it was a pretty easy transition i guess we we were like just sleeping on rooftops and in parks and like random shit and i think about that now it's like i feel like that would be cold as shit and i feel like it was kind of cold some nights because it was like january we got there literally like the weekend, the Super Bowl, and it was in San Diego that year. It was like the Buccaneers and the Raiders. Oh, shit. In San Diego. <laughs> so like the Chargers weren't even playing in the Super Bowl. So, and then like the Raiders are like their rivals. Right. So the city <laughs> was the just insane. I didn't know that. It was nuts. So like, you know, they hate each other. They weren't even in the Super Bowl. And then like... There's all these, like, famous sports stars, like, driving their cars through downtown, like, the gas lamp area and shit, and it was just absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it would trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, we, my buddy and I, we ended up uh, staying in this hostel. It was a international hostel, the OB International Hostel. And we weren't even supposed to stay there, but uh, I was pretty ambitious kid, so... We went there and they're like, yeah, no, it's for people who travel like from out of the country. Yeah. It's an international hostel, you know, and I was like, all right. So I jumped on the we. train. <laughs> I, I jumped on the tram and went down to Tijuana and got some receipts from shit I bought and brought it back. And I was like, look, here, I've traveled internationally in the last six months because that was like the criteria. And they were just like, no, that's, but they're like, you can stay here through the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Straight up. Dude, that's so nice though because like at some point you got to be like dude where are we drawing the line i mean you're running a hostel <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like i'll pay you double <laughs> like it, you probably could like were they what was it like a free hostel or because no like, it was just like cheap you yeah. know like hostels are cheap and it was like yeah. in a super like 
you know, popping little part of the beach or whatever, you know, Ocean Beach. Straight up. That's cool, though. I mean, and, and when you're in those areas, you don't even hardly spend time in there except when no. you're sleeping. So it's... Yeah, exactly. Like And like I said, it was Super Bowl weekend, so we the Sunday night, I just sat next to the keg that they had out back. They were, like, showing the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I got wasted. And I don't know if it was just, like, wasn't used to sea level or what i don't know yeah, get your sea legs <laughs> from nebraska dude i was fucked up well dude what's the altitude where you were at in nebraska because it's, 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 it's like, higher isn't I it i think it's like you don't realize it because it's fucking flat yeah. yeah you know but the actual altitude. well you're constantly climbing to colorado pretty much from... going back the other way too yeah but i mean it's different parts of the state but like where we're at i think it's like around 1600 or 2000 feet or 2200 feet or yeah, something like that goes like back down pretty it's just fucking flat though so you think you're just you know dude so it's pretty much grass valley like <laughs> yeah, right i mean what grass valley is what 23 i think at my house i think it's like 1600 foot or yeah dude foot. Just imagine that flat and i'm in the valley i'm like lower down like you drive up the road in my neighborhood and it'll be like snowing at the end of the road and just like raining at my house speaking of we haven't touched enough on here on how much grass valley has a pop in music scene including the dew drop in including these things like the ghost creek jamborees which they're doing on like mondays <laughs> like and dude they're still packing it out like it's amazing like dude how did that start how did the ghost creek jamboree start because that's dude it was honestly like really random like i said i started getting into this like scene and like really liking the music and like seeing all these like young people that I, you know that i can relate to or whatever that are like bringing back old time music and like teaching me shit, you know, like, uh, I don't know. And I just, you know, following people like gems on VHS and Western as fuck. And like, those guys do awesome things and like teach me a lot and, uh, and not, I mean, just show me lots of new artists and all kinds, like tons of people. There's so many good artists out there, but besides that, uh, I just, I like found Bar J Bar, and then through some mutual friends, I had known about Two Runner, mm -hmm. uh, which is local for us, and uh, Charlie Marks. I through the Grapevine, like followed him, and uh, Bar J played like I think in like Forest Hill or something, and I missed it, and I was like, shit, that was close, you know, like I could have went to that show. Yeah. But then I noticed that he was going to be playing in Truckee, and I was like, fuck it. And I, I told Mackenzie, like, my girlfriend, I was like, I was like, did you see that Bar J was, like, in the area? I was like, we should go see him up at Truckee. And uh, so we packed up and went and saw them. And, like, right when I walked through the door, I was like, I recognize that dude. I was like, I think that's so someone I follow. And it was Charlie Marks. Oh, cool. So, like, I didn't even know he was playing. So, it was just He's like. He's easy to recognize. Yeah. That yeah. beard is epic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, so, like, I got to see those guys. I was stoked about it. And we were just kind of bullshitting. And Charlie's really nice. And his girlfriend, Jenna, uh, is friends with just, like, another friend of mine, Jasmine from, like, Auburn, Grass Valley area. And it's, so, like, just small world shit. Mm -hmm. It just kept, like, just spider webbing like that. Yeah, multiplying. Yeah, and then we ended up, was, is it Marco's Pizza, like, in in Lotus or 
or, or like sounds familiar something like that it's there's like a little spot though like kind of towards Coloma yeah right yeah there. and they I do really awesome about. shows there too and uh oh I, they I didn't know they do shows at that pizza yeah, yeah and uh I think it was another Bar J show and we went to go see him and Two Runner was going to be playing with them or guest appearing or something yeah. along those lines and then we met them and it just all you know we were all just hitting it off and uh, my girlfriend was kind of like, hey, let's do a house show. And so that's what it started out as. It was going to be yeah. called Wolf Creek Jamboree. Yeah. Because I live on Wolf Creek. And uh, it started, like, just picking up, like, steam. You know, I, it was, like, snowballing. Yeah. And then at one point, I was like, I'm not going to have enough parking at my house for this, you know? I was so excited because it was, it, it was on my birthday. Yeah, so I reached out to the Dewdrop, and I was like, and I, they have that cool venue outside, yeah. you know? And I was just like, hey, can I do this thing? That's and so they were cool. like, yeah, and it was like a Monday. That was just when everybody could get together. That's just how it ended up. <laughs> and then from there on, we just kept doing them. Dude, it was so cool. That was, hands down, those have been some of the funnest shows I've been to in a long yeah, time. Dude. The best part about it is because... It's I mean, so wholesome. Granted, we like put a little effort into doing it and like keeping it going. But like you guys, like not really trying to make any money. Like, just no. want people to see it, experience it. Straight up. I want the artist to like make connections, and then beyond that, like I, I mean, obviously, I want to like get people gas money and like pay nice. them for their time and stuff. But uh, but just having fun with music. Like, yeah, I mean, like, about. you get there they've eventually. They've been $5 shows. Have they've fun. been doing them for 5 bucks, you know? So it's like, there's no, you can't go see shit for $5 anymore. Straight no, up. but but when you when you break it down, too, you have five artists. Like, I, I would feel good throwing on a show being like, hey, guys, um, we're going to throw on a show. Dollar an artist. You know, you get paid by that. And it's, I mean, everybody, it makes everybody hustle a little bit more. Yeah. And, yes. like, that's... That's one of the things too. Online has made it really easy to not in-person hustle. I think we got to really in-person hustle more. Like, hand I mean, out it flyers. still counts for something. Oh, dude, it it, it counts you know, for like, just as much as it did back then. We like, just don't maybe even more because nobody's doing it. I find out about a lot of these people, you know, through social media and stuff. But it's like when you actually meet them and you watch them actually grinding and like hustling, doing the shows and whatever. Like that's when you like see the true like. You know, Water Tower is a great example in Bar J Bar because they're oh, out man. there when they're not working, they're they're busking. Dude, that's all they do. <laughs> it's and amazing. And Joey's then, playing bass with Two Runner right now up in Montana. Yeah, they did I a saw string that. of shows up there. You know, that's really it's cool. Pretty cool. Fun fact: my uh, front man for Dustin, my coffee, uh, they played his wedding. Oh, like yeah. one of their first shows, he walked up to them on the street and he was like, "Do you guys want to play my wedding?" <laughs> And, like, he said that apparently they, they say that uh, I would like to get them in here to confirm this, but I've heard one of them say it, that uh, that was one of their first shows and they got the confidence to, like, continue on. Like, they're like, yeah, we got something here because they killed it that wedding. They, it was amazing. They were background music and, like, dude, they, we ended up doing a little gig there and they smashed, dude. Oh, man. They're wonderful. I, uh, just like I said, through mutual friends, they had, when they first kind of got together a year or two ago or whatever it was, I, they put a little video up and I like saw it and I was like, oh, this is cool, you know, and they're close. So I was like, this is super cool. And uh, and then like a, some time later, you know, they had entered that competition 
Yep. On gems on, or gems in the rough or whatever it is, and and That's went on to win it. <coughs> it was cool though, cause like Barjay was in the top, and like you know other people, and it's just once again like such a small world. We're all like doing stuff together and making connections together. And Should be too, right? Like it feels way more fun. It's like it's like pot, dude. It's, <laughs> it's better with friends. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, cool. Well, can you tell us about this guitar? Uh, yeah, this is a. Uh, this one here is a 1957 Dan Electro U2, the lipstick pickups. Um, it's got the silver tone uh, name on it because back in the day, Sears and Roebuck, they would just buy guitars from other companies and brand it with their own label. And Will you explain the it. lipstick pickups? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know the full-on story but from what i understand they got iphones they can fucking yeah there was it. like an actual uh little lipstick like compartment thing you know for the ladies on their lipstick and they uh bought them in bulk and put the the magnet and the wire inside or whatever and turned them into pickups <laughs> <laughs> and uh they got an interesting uh sound very unique it's got like that twangy kind of country honky tonk sound. That's cool. Is there any uh, any use of it? Like, do people use it still, or uh, have you seen? I feel like. Or did yeah, I have I think an Dan era? Electro still makes these. Do they? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like they're your. What's new, the material? Versions. This is masonite. It's more or less like a thick clipboard. I love that explanation. <laughs> That's what it, I mean, and I. Even reading that and knowing what the material was, if someone wouldn't have sanded down <laughs> the top of this, uh, which is kind of shitty because I think these things are worth quite a bit of money, especially if they're in original condition. But uh, regardless, I think it's still cool. It is. It's... But uh, yeah, it looks like a clipboard. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I like it. I like the tone of it. It's pretty nice. I love, and it's, I mean, I love browns and earthy tones anyway so it's like it's perfect yeah dude like you were talking about earlier making a guitar out of a bunch of clipboards it'd yeah. be kind of cool to have like a clip on it so you can put paper on there <laughs> yeah. so it could be a songwriting guitar you could just lay it on your yeah. lap and then write on it It'll real quick be in there i'm sure the i'm sure the <laughs> <laughs> you have to like and then get like a little magnet yeah the, so you could just hold it down on the other end it'd be slick you want to play something for us yeah, I'll let's hear twang it. Twang a little bit. That'd be cool. Let me see if I can find that. We tuned it up. Messing around and 
And then, uh, like I was telling you guys, I went to a friend of mine's little Christmas party, and he uh, he's got an old uh, C. Bruno. I don't even know the whole story behind that either. What's a C. Bruno? Uh, so it's just a. I think he was maybe a. I don't know where he was from, but from another country and came over to the States, 1800s. I don't know if he actually made guitars himself or not, um, but he was like another one of those guys that would buy guitars made from other places and, or import them or whatever and then put his, his company name on them or whatever. Right. Uh, and then I also, like, trying to do my, my research a little bit, I guess there was like a group of uh, Italian luthiers that lived in New Jersey. Of course, the they were mobsters. And made and made <laughs> uh, some like pretty pretty good, you know, examples of guitars too. And I think he sold some of those. But yeah, so I don't know who actually made the guitar, but the the one my buddy Russell Seward, he he's awesome. Uh, but he let me borrow it, and it's just the coolest guitar i <laughs> i've looked them up they they're you know reasonably priced yeah uh i don't know what kind of condition those ones are in i know this one is probably <laughs> one of the best examples around. yeah no it's it's meant it sounds really really cool it and, looks like a brand new version of trigger willie <laughs> nelson's guitar yeah like like Without a brand worn through <laughs> yeah and i like i've heard the interview, or I've read it, where uh, Willie Nelson said, "When his guitar can't play anymore, he's done." Yeah. And like playing something from that era, and how hard it would probably be to find, and how nice that plays, dude. I bet you it'd be easy to say that at his age. Yeah. Like this guitar was so light and so uniquely sounded that, like, it's amazing. Like I appreciate you for letting us play it. And oh like, yeah. Yeah, I. It's just a cool guitar, um, and like I said, it's affordable too. If I mean, I I don't know what the other examples look like or what they sound like, but if they're anything close to this, it would be worth it. Cause if you got a eighteen, like I said, this one's from somewhere between eighteen ninety and nineteen hundred. Yeah. Wow. And uh, if you found like a Martin or something from that era that was in that good a condition, it'd probably be worth. No, it'd be it'd be worth the money you know. for sure. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like ridiculous amounts of money. <laughs> well, it's got that weathered wood. It kind of gives it a better tone. It's oh, interesting. Yeah. That's the thing is, I I have my Martin's like three years old, and it's like all solid mahogany, everything, whatever, and I love it. But I wish I could fast forward like thirty years. Yeah, straight up, straight <laughs> Does it stay up. in tune? Yeah, for the most part, it's it holds tune pretty well. That's amazing. <laughs> Yours, does you have one or something or no mine mine does but i know there's some guitars it depends on the wood like i've had certain guitars that like i've got to tune it every time i hit that e string a little too hard and it's hot outside or something yeah that was actually one of the reasons why i got the white guitar is because i had a black guitar before and it looks cool oh but the heat yeah, dude, and I'm not big enough to only play indoors. <laughs> I play outdoors a lot. Yeah. So like gotta have a beater. Got an old Dean for that. Yeah. But that my nice guitar is a white guitar, so it's kinda nice. She holds tune really well and I'm pretty sure Epiphone uses a good wood, but Yeah. I've um, been using a Yamaha for a couple of years and it's it's nice. Yeah, it, I it's uh, really nice. 
My first guitar was uh, like a 50th anniversary Squire Strat. Uh, but it was go. like from like 96 or something like that. Like 95 or 96 or something like that. Right. And uh, it was like heavy. Like yeah. it's like yeah. a, a solid, like I still have it. Um, but like if you go grab like a Squire Strat today, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh God. Yeah, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight up. <laughs> it's like I was talking to someone about this the other day. Like I even uh, I wanted to just have like a bass, a nice bass for the like, the studio. Right. And uh, went and like ordered this GL bass, which is made by Fender. Right. And they're like decent. I thought they were decent anyway. Uh, and it was like normally like five hundred bucks, and I got it for four hundred or whatever. But it comes to the house, there's like barely any fucking like padding or anything in this box. It's got like a fucking gouge in it and like oh. all the shit. And I'm like, fucking guitar center. You know, like, <laughs> Dude, same. <laughs> <it. laughs> uh, so I know it's like, and I'm like playing it and I'm like, whatever, maybe I could like get over the gouge. Maybe they'll take a few dollars off or something, you know. But I'm like playing it and this and that. And like, uh, Mackenzie, she like, Caught a buzz one night and fucking ordered a bass, like a Donner bass or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that thing, like, plays and, like, sounds just as good, if not better, yeah. than that fucking $500 bass. I, I took it back. I was fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Later. Yeah. I was like, well, just keep playing yours, I guess. <laughs> nah, dude, that's why, like, Facebook Marketplace for... Music stuff, like, yeah. dude, it's so nice. I'm just to the point now where I, I, I truly do believe that just just buy something, yeah. like starting in like the 90s at least. Straight up. And like the older or the more vintage you can go and it's in good condition, just go that route. Dude. Save your money, buy vintage. <laughs> well, even like some of the new stuff is pretty cheap. Like I bought a, a keyboard and it, dude, it was like a hundred. If money nothing. just doesn't go far anymore. And if you do buy, like, something that's worth it, like a, you know, American-made... I mean, and honestly, that's debatable, too, but I have a Mexican Strat. Yeah. And it's just as good as the American Strats. It's all the same hardware. It's all the same everything. It's just over the border. Straight know? up. I saw, I saw a Japanese Strat on Facebook earlier for, like, 500 bucks. And yeah. I was like, oof, yeah. So there was a time where Japanese guitars were, like really good quality too like all the Tyscos or however you say that and like those cool Japanese guitars straight up straight up before they bombed Pearl Harbor <laughs> no, I'm just kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> apparently we had that coming though so I wish I had a Jamie to be like Jamie look that up <laughs> but yeah uh, dude um, so how many are you like do you have like a bunch of guitars at home no are you not, not really I mean uh well, that's I always do. relative. So. I, I mean, I have a couple. I've few, not like a lot of people I, I see. Like <laughs> my friend Russell, he's got a lot of really nice guitars that are really cool. Um, my that's that '57 Dan Electro is is really cool. But like, it's just like a collector type thing. Like, yeah. I know like Charlie Crockett. I I saw him rocking his at the Ryman, which was super cool. Right. Um, and, but I feel like, the, you know, those guys got guitar techs and, like, whatever. Like, they're probably... One song through. and, like, go yeah, to Yeah, and it. they're, like, probably gone through and, like, you know, right. maybe upgraded a little bit or something like that. 
Cause I, I there is a another guy. He's like does like ambient kind of like weird music, but he goes hit Rye X or whatever. Um, and he, for years I've caught him like playing one of those. Mm -hmm. So I, like that's really? just something he always plays, something he always takes with him. So I feel like he's probably just got like a really nice one, like <laughs> taken care of, like someone's like. Polish yeah, yeah, this one's got a little crackle in it and whatever. <laughs> but uh, I have a, like I said, I have a Mexican Strat that I really like. That's yeah. like my my main electric guitar. Yeah, they're cool. I had a, I had a 1965 Gretsch Corvette, oh. but it had some like a Gretsch Corvette. Yeah, it was That's funny because cool. my mom was born in 1965 and she's always wanted like an old like Corvette. Yeah. And I was like, Mom, Mom I, I got bought you a Corvette. 1965 Corvette. <laughs> oh, poor Mom. <laughs> poor Mom. <laughs> I was like, a Grinch Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> it's a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, that thing was cool. But it, it was just like a single pickup, and it was kind of like a Frankenstein. I think someone put a pickup and like a tail, like bridge or whatever from some sort of Gibson. Oh, yeah. You know, on it, trying to switch it up a little bit. And it was just, it, it was cool, but not really the sound I, I wanted or liked. Right. So I ended up trading that for like a Honer Pianet T, like a 1970s like electric keyboard. Oh, yeah. Piano or whatever. It's called like a Poor Man's Rhodes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's cool because it's like a guitar. You plug it in with like a guitar cable mm -hmm. and there's like a pickup in it. And the, the keys inside, like the reed or whatever, is like magnetic. Oh. So it, when you when you hit it, it releases and vibrates, and then the pickup uh, sends the the sound. So you don't have you don't have to have a power cord, which is really cool. Wow, that's pretty cool. Shit. Yeah. But it's it's super cool. And then so I traded for that, and then that 19. 70s techniques turntable i told you that went crazy <laughs> yeah dude tell that story please that was just funny especially because you took it in yeah well and and that it, it went crazy again so i'm gonna have to take it in again but uh, it, and it's probably gonna act right too yeah for them yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah after i've already like paid the because it's like a non-refundable deposit for like 50 bucks and then they're like oh yeah we just cleaned it and here you go, and then they take it home, and then it didn't work again. But, but it's spinning cat, really fast, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think my cat laid on it or something. <laughs> I don't know, but I like threw a record. I actually to make the story better, I had just been to the record store and bought like a pile of new new what records. Was it? Uh, Coulter Wall is what I put on. When oh, it went dude, nuts. I bet you that's a good record. Yeah, but. It was going so fast that it was just skipping and like. I wonder what Coulter Wall would sound like, like a chipmunk. Well, it just got getting faster and faster, <laughs> and then it started skipping. But I was like super sad because I had bought all these records and I came home to listen to them and I couldn't. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, the cats broke the fucking record player or something, you know? <laughs> so I finally took it in, they cleaned it. it Worked for them. I got it home, got through like one and a half records, and it went into turbo mode again. <laughs> and so I just broke down and bought a new Bluetooth record player. <laughs> if, nice. if, you, uh, if you have one of those record players that doesn't stop itself, I've learned from experience, don't listen to records when you're drinking. Because it just gets to the end. and I, It'll just keep spinning, and you're going to wake up. <laughs> With no needle. Oh, I know. 
And then you're going to wake up and try to make bacon for your girlfriend in the morning. And you're going to go to listen to a record and it's going to sound terrible. Yep. yep. The one I bought, the new one, it doesn't stop, you know. See, that's a pain, isn't it? It's nice when it cl- at least stops, even if it stops in the middle. Like, you don't got to click back. You don't have to go the extra mile. That's why I like the old one. The, even the, the old one, the 1970s turntable, yeah. it does its automatic thing and puts the needle away and everything. That's cool. What's your favorite record? Oh, man, that's so hard. But uh, What's your go-to at the moment? Like, if you're like, yeah, I want to listen to Well, something. like, Nick Shoulders a lot. Yeah. I have a couple of his vinyls. Um, I love that guy. But I have uh, Tom Waits, oh, yeah. uh, Nighthawks at the Diner, and I just love that album. I always have, even before I got it on vinyl. Uh, I I think I was telling one of my good friends about it, and he's like a total like hardcore, like he's got a huge vinyl collection. Yeah. But it's all like hardcore, like fucking badass music yeah. and most of the bands I don't even know <laughs> but he he's such a good friend yeah. that he fucking remembered me talking about this Tom Waits album yeah. and he found it somewhere and bought it and sent it to me dude that's like a rad album I love that album when he told me he bought it I told him to listen to it I was like listen to it you'll fucking love it I swear you'll love it and then he was like no I'm not gonna listen to it because then I might want to keep it some albums are like that and i was like you probably will i was like so thank you i appreciate that yeah some people don't like towns van zandt's live at the old quarter because that was arguably his saddest years oh man but i was that's that's a good album and uh i heard you got you and uh, nathan talking about that dude uh, that's my it's got to be my go-to if i had to have one or one vinyl on a desert island it'd be it's that long one. too there's like 24 songs on there it's two it's a two disc or, or two uh two <laughs> four, record four side yeah four sided <laughs> a four sider but uh and there's no break it's just a complete live album oh see like, i love that and yeah it's two and being a Towns Van Zant fan, it's so nice to get like a little look into his personality and like what he was doing through his music, because you could feel that when it's freaking. Got a oh. knife on you or something? Dude. Oh. No. Oh wait, I got it. We got a tradition here. If you've heard it yet, it's we do a whiskey pull. I I mean I I I feel like I've heard you guys saying stuff on there. Yeah, we when say I stuff to sometimes. The, to the podcast. I, I feel like there's some sort of tradition thing that goes on. It's with the whiskey. All right. It's well, a, I, I like whiskey traditions. There's always that one song, and it, I we have to keep coming up with new ones so like people are really getting to know our tastes. <laughs> but whenever we take a whiskey pull, it's a the song you're ashamed of that you really like. Like mine's one of mine is See, like, I was trying to prepare for some of this stuff. Like yeah. Ciara, what is it? Oh, Hips Don't Lie. I might have said that one. You did. Or no, Shakira. Uh Ciara, oh. I'm trying to like think like That's there's the so one. many. There's so many. Like, like Barbie Girl, like you can't not sing to Barbie Girl. Oh, I and know, like, even if you hate it. I'm probably Come on, Barbie, let's go party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's one of those or like toxicity. That one. Oh yeah. That because you've just heard like, especially through like fucking. There's that pop culture word again, you know, and 
Yeah. But and just like social media shit, you know, like. But you can't help good production sometimes too. And that's that. That goes back to that <laughs> that poppy catchy shit. You yeah. know, like whoever well, wrote that, you know, it wasn't Britney Spears, but whoever wrote that that song, you know, that that one little like it's just so I don't know. It's repetitive and it's catchy and then it's that's I've been watching a lot of uh producer master tracks on uh, or master classes on YouTube. And they're talking about, I don't know if it's the right terminology, if it's the saturation or the, uh, oh, what's the other word? Texture. Where you have something like that, where you have the hook, where it's just like, wah, 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 and it goes through the whole thing like the heartbeat, but you don't notice it. Oh, yeah. It's like your, sure. your brain completes it, and it's almost satisfying until you hear it again. You're like, yeah, yeah, I remember that was coming. That was like for me, like for forever. Um, trying to like pick up the bass lines and stuff. Like obviously, when it's like hip hop music and stuff like that, it's it's more more you know present. It's easier because it yeah. that's what the song is. But it like, is. But just like in music in general, like like punk music and like you know, a lot of times they'll just play the bass like the guitar. Yeah, like with yeah. with it, you know, with every beat. Like for me, like country music, I love the fucking bass line, and like I want to just learn them them swings that like you know doom doom doom. It's like, it like it makes me think of <laughs> growing up in Omaha, Nebraska, and like South Omaha. It's like a very segregated city, yeah. and like South Omaha is like your Hispanic like part of town, mm -hmm. and you just hear like. Their their music, you know, like doom doom. Dude, doom, yes, doom. that's the same with Link, that's the same with Lincoln. Growing up, you uh, you'd set off car alarms driving down because they would have the sound system, but those bass lines were so sick. Yeah, I remember just like you know because everybody wanted to have like a thumping ass stereo and shit, and you would like see these like kind of like gangster cars and shit, and they would just be like thumping some traditional fucking you like. Hispan like mariachi type music or what? Yeah. I don't even know what, what band it's called. Like cumbia and Shelf? like different stuff. Yeah, what was that called? Banda. Banda. No, Banda is uh, something from Star Wars. That makes me it not Banda. Banda. <laughs> Banda. That's that's what it is. But a Banda. Is that's something I've always been bad at. Is like the genres, all the different genres. Even in in like our own culture, like you know. But then. There's like cumbia and salsa and like you know like just all these different types of dances and uh, sound you know sounds. I think it's you know just the count on yeah. a lot of it. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Different time signatures for sure. Nathan would know. He'd be able to tell us. He's my my buddy, uh, Mark. He does sound in it for big time like sound. I think live live sound or something like that. He's in, he's in the he does it in San Fran and stuff like that. But he always said one of. Yeah, the union. One of my favorite oh. things that he always says, though, about production is it it always comes back to the drum circle. Oh, yeah. It always comes. So, like, no matter the timing, as long as the drum circle's tight and the fucking the beat's going, like, you can mix whatever you want around it. Like, yeah. That's what. Like, I yeah. feel like I'm always working on, like, my timing, you know? That's yeah. why, like, I have such a hard time, like, uh, like s singing, I guess, sometimes. Yeah. Cause I like, you you'll be playing a part or getting into something, and then you want to like 
get into the vocals, and then I, I can't really, like, do both. <laughs> yeah, I lose it. <laughs> I, like, get off time somewhere. Oh, dude, just beat your head against the wall. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's all about <laughs> just practicing, too. I feel like I was a lot better when I was younger when I just, like, devoted a whole lot more time to it. You know? I was going to say, is that the – did you bring that trade with you from Nebraska, or was that, like, were I mean, you, were you busking? I mean, always like... done. Yeah, and I did busking a little bit, like I said, when I was, like, doing the street kid stuff, and, like, that's what I wanted to do. I thought I was going to go to, like, California and be, like, a rock star or something, you know. Like, growing up in Omaha, Nebraska – like indie rock was huge in the early like 2000s saddle creek records like bright eyes and cursive and like all these bands that were from omaha they kind of had like their own like sound like the whole like midwest emo like yeah you know shit you yeah know? straight yeah. up and like i was into that shit i was like a hipster before like hipsters were not really something you want to be <laughs> you know, I was like, Before I didn't. Before the rich people, I was just took like an artsy over. kid. Yeah, I was just like an artsy kid. My my dad, like my grandpa, they all wanted me to like, you know, learn like trades and, you know, and, you know, what they did. You know, trying to like teach me shit, and I get it. You know, like honestly, I wish I would have paid attention and did some of the stuff they asked. Right. Well, it's you survival know? that worked for them. Why wouldn't they want you? Yeah, to you know, and I. <laughs> well, it just sucked because like my grandfather, he was very artistic too, and he even like went and like visited some art schools and stuff. And he, I, I honestly think he just got uh, intimidated. It's easy to get, you especially know, in California. Just art in general, you know, whether it's music is your thing or whatever, you know, like there's always going to be somebody like better, you know, or whatever. But Straight it's just up. about expressing yourself, you know, like don't compare yourself, just use it for what it's for and expression into like, for me, like music and art has like saved my life, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm not like I'm, I, I just call myself, like, a bedroom musician. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's always been just kind of, like, my therapy. Straight you know? up. I, just, I have to play the guitar, whether I'm good at it or not. I just have to. Yeah. Because it helps me, you know. And, like, I, you know, I, I've wrote a few decent songs, and I love to play, but I haven't been able to put enough time towards it to, like, make it something. But I love to facilitate it. And that's yeah. kind of, like, how... The Ghost yeah. Creek Jamboree became and, and other things. I used to have, being from Omaha, Nebraska, and having a lot of friends that are in bands and, and when they're on tour traveling, I always give them a place to stay and, like, come hang out. And we would do, like, little sessions, like, record and, and just have a good time. Let them reset, wash some clothes, take a shower or whatever. Yeah. And, and then that was pre-COVID shit. Yeah. And then once that all hit, it was just like no one was doing anything. No one could do anything. No one wanted to do anything, you know. Yeah. And then stuff started kind of going back to normal again. And we just, this last year, we just really kind of went after it. Yeah. I wanted to go see shows. I wanted to meet people. I wanted to get involved. Well, you sure did, man. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like, that was a damn good show. Like yeah. all four, four, right? Three, 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 yeah, three, dude, yeah, yeah. No, we it. did three, um, and the owner, uh, Lori of the Dewdrop, I, I actually, I feel bad, I haven't responded, but she's hit me up a couple times, asking when, uh, wanted to do another one because people have been asking about it and stuff, which we will do on. Not sure like when, but I like the idea of traveling. 
We should I'm do doing it. it around uh, the Makers uh, Makers Mountain Eatery. Yeah, up yeah. in uh, you know up in uh, Forest Hill. They're great. Uh, right. Yeah, he's super cool. He vended the last uh, jamboree we did. Um, but him and I had talked a little bit about um, collaborating a little bit. Yes. He's like, oh, I don't want to steal your idea. I just want to include you. So we might do like a Ghost Creek Jamboree up at his spot, you know, and just cool. kind of like, and then even like uh, John Paul Hodge, the the native guy that was yes. been at all three Jamborees. Dude, he's rad. I listen to him all the time. Dude, yeah. his voice, like, and like him and his wife are just like the biggest fucking sweethearts. Um, just so cool. Like his wife sent my girlfriend a pair of jeans, like. <laughs> Cause she like you know they didn't fit. She's like, oh, I think they'll fit you. They like fit her great. It's like so random. She just like sent them to her. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know, really it's nice. like yeah, and they're just like super cool. I like literally everybody who has been involved with these jamborees. Like, it's just been such a vibe. You know, like everybody's just so fucking nice and like good people. Mm-hmm. Like is really what it comes down to. I love how we all just kind of found each other, you know, and then after the fact, I love seeing everybody, like, hang out. Uh, like Marcus, Dirty Laundry. Yeah. He was down and hung out with Water Tower a little bit a few weeks back. and For sure. You know, and I don't you know, like, just Charlie, just everybody, like, everybody just keeps crossing paths, and it's just been a really fun year. Yeah, no, it's been really impactful to the area. It's uh, really cool. Uh, have you checked out Wolf Creek Boys? I've I've heard of the name and I think I definitely have uh, looked up some of their music because I live on Wolf Creek. They're they're original dude, artists no. and dude they don't know how good they are. That's they're, awesome. They're amazing. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure like I'm always so looking. Sweet. I'm always like trying to find who's local. Please, because there's so many people tucked mm-hmm. back in, around. You know, like it's crazy. You they should. Do d- they would deal. fit in great. Yeah, there, dude. I mean, I'm a, and I'm always looking. I want to do more. Uh, I know you guys. Do some stuff here on the on the ranch too, yeah. We do. Uh, we've uh, we we do a festival every year, and then that's I, what I thought. Yeah. And so yeah, we would like to collaborate uh, probably next yeah. year, and we'll, we're gonna figure out a date actually this year. Yeah. This year we got to figure out a date, so probably by the end of the January or January I'll probably. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the traveling thing. That's why I was bringing up John Paul, but he like he had the idea. He's like, you should just take it on the road. You should. Yeah, you know, like a Wolf Creek or yeah, you know, Ghost Creek you know jamboree like traveling thing you know like why not and i was like shit i mean i wouldn't wouldn't be against that especially if you did weekend runs two three runs and you could keep switching the show every weekend so then people would even have a motivation to drive to portland if you had a certain portland artist right like bridge city sinners or some shit like that oh dude i would drive to portland for bridge city (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah yeah, they're cool uh i some other friend of mine had played with them back in the day it was like a little folk punk group i think they're called the uh, like wayfairy yeah yeah quiver quiver watts i think but yeah she's super cool like barrier artists and like they do really cool stuff and yeah they're great they, they've played with the bridge city centers a couple times i'd like to keep going but can yeah. we take a pee break oh yeah yeah all right let's take a break Dude, that's her. She, like my my roommate, man. She she make grits. She's from South Carolina. That's what I was saying. And I just thought it was funny because literally, like, 
in the sentence that you said South Carolina within a couple words, you also said Waffle House. And like, <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, and like she would talk about Waffle House all the time. <laughs> technically, since you know the area, I just said Waffle House to be easy. It was a huddle house. It was the one attached to the gas station. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even like it was a knockoff Waffle House. <laughs> like, okay, so the story goes: he he ordered a he ordered grits. At the at the uh, huddle house because he really wanted grits. We were out drinking all night. My buddy was puking because he got married, and he was puking out there. And I came out and I was looking. And he just pushed me. He's like, "He's fine. His wife's got him." And I was like, "Bro, if you push me again, I'm gonna hit you." And he pushed me again, so I hit him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was gonna just walk away. And then he punched me back, and then we just tussle around. And the next thing you know, the cop pulls over. He puts us both in the fucking back, and then he takes us to the Air Force gate. And I hate to say it, but my buddy was crying bad. (laughs) (laughs) He he was kind of a suburban kid. He'd never been in a situation like that. And I might have been a bad influence. (laughs) But, dude, and we lived together at the time, too. So we're as soon as that shit started going, I was like, we got you, bro. And, dude, and then we go to the Air Force gate, and the cop. He goes, yeah, I'm going to go see if they want you. And then he comes back like five minutes later. And he goes, they don't want you. We're going to jail. And then my buddy goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. And then, but <clears throat> then we get in there. And, like, everything's processing. And then, like, we end up in the drunk tank. And he finally gets comfortable. Because, like, most people in there are pretty cool. Nobody wants to be there. Nobody wants to fucking shank you. Nobody's <laughs> I think all that shit finally got out of his head. And then, like, we get breakfast at, like, 4 a.m. And then we're eating it. Sure as shit, they had grits in there. And so he was <laughs> yeah, he super fucking excited that he got his grits. He actually asked some other guy for his toast and his grits. <laughs> I feel like if you went to jail in South Carolina, like, even if it's jail grits, they're probably still made right. They yeah, were good. They were good and thick. Yeah, I, they were. They were pretty much almost dough. <laughs> a little bit of butter on top of it. Oh man! But you're saying you've been to the through the area. That's a I mean, roundabout way. I don't. Maybe like close by. I like I said. I know my roommate. She, she's from South Carolina. I, I couldn't even tell you all the places she told me, but where like where she lives or whatever. But did you hit I the did, video show. I flew into a to a Greenville. Yeah, and then drove to Asheville uh-huh. yeah, and hung out up there uh, one time. I was like one of my first girlfriends and I don't know if I had met her dad before or not but uh, we were going out there. That's where shotgun weddings happen. Oh man, it was it was, it was cool. I liked it but uh, I probably didn't make best like first impressions because we Were you traveling at the time? Yeah, we drove down to Kansas City from Omaha and got fucked up in the, the hotel room. It was New Year's. How far is the drive? Like a couple, like two and a half hours from well, o- Omaha to Kansas thing. City. And then, but we got fucked up in the hotel room uh, for New Year's. Just her and I. I. I think I drank like Captain Morgan and champagne and that was just Ooh. sick. <laughs> yeah. The, and, and we had like a seven o'clock flight. Especially like in that order. So like we get up and I'm just fucking sick. I don't even know how we made the flight to be honest. And then I made it literally all the way 
to, I think, Greenville, South Carolina from Kansas City. <laughs> and I finally was like, I got to fucking throw up. And I got, Greenville or we were like taxiing into the, the terminal and I, and, and I got up and started walking to the bathroom and they're like, excuse me, sir. Like you, you can't, you can't uh, go in there. We're going to have to stop the plane. I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> stop the fucking plane then. Yeah. Stop it. I went in. They did. Really? I went. Yeah. Cause we were taxiing in like oh. off the runway mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I, I went in the bathroom and threw up. They stopped the plane in the middle of the fucking runway. Did they give you any flack afterwards? No, I just came out and I, I, I was sorry, quick guys. about it. I was quick about it. And I just came out. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm not throwing up in that little fucking bag. Like, <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to make other people fucking sick. You know, like. Around my pee. And I don't yeah, even no. know if it'll catch it all. Like, I'm not doing this, you know. So, like, I just did that, and then uh, we get picked up by her dad, and we're, like, driving, and I'm, like, I kept having to have him, like, fucking pull over <laughs> so I could fucking throw up. I was so fucking sick. We were coming back from uh, Iraq, and so we hadn't drank for six months, and I was 19 at the time, but all the guys I was with hadn't drank for six months, and we stopped in Germany for, like, six or seven hours. And they went ham on the fucking gift shop. They were all drinking the little shot bottles like that. Yeah. Fucking eating Haribo gummies and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Do they taste better there? Yes. I figured they would. They you know? do. Like, there's certain ones. Um, if you get the packages that say Haribo gummy, like the gummy bears, um, they taste bomb. But the two for one dollar ones are nothing like them. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that, like, there's better products like obviously like than the United States. Mm-hmm. But what's even more crazy is when you can market that it's a better product and still sell it in the United States. Yes. Like Straight Mexican up. Cokes. Yeah. Like, like you can have the shitty American Cokes or you can spend a little extra for the the good Coke in a glass bottle. Like Dude, what the and fuck? It's literally like double like a regular Coke it used to be like 150 and now and then it was like $3 on top of that. Like crazy. Wouldn't it be cool if we, like, you know, like, there's, like, the bottle exchange, or you can, like, recycle shit, but, like, you still just set your bottles out on the front porch, and, like, that'd be wonderful. Like, came pick them up, you know? like Yeah, straight up. When I lived in Portland, there was a little Asian lady that did that, but it had nothing to do with the bottle deposit. <laughs> <laughs> she was just, like, a little, like, can lady. <laughs> That's, like, the disc golf course. Do you ever play? You oh, look man, like a I disc golfer. To, dude, I used to love to play uh, disc golf. But uh, I have, like, a fucked up shoulder. I have ate shit on my right shoulder so many times, like, over the years. Like, skateboarding and riding bike and fucking whatever. Do you skate at all still? Dude, I'm too top-heavy. Oh, gosh. I'm too I'm too old. My ass is a dump truck. No, I, I would love to. I always tell myself, trucks. I was like, I'm going to get in shape again and, like, fucking send it. But, Skateboarding's a great way to get in shape. But so, check it. I So, I have this fucked up shoulder. And... It had gotten kind of, like, bad again. I've I've separated it and, like, tore my rotator cup and shit. And uh, my friends were like, come snowboarding with us. Come snowboarding with us. And I was like, fuck. I was, like, scared to. I didn't want to, really. But I, like, I did, but I didn't. And I was like, but they talked me into it, and it was, like, on Christmas Day, two years ago. And uh, we would go out there to Boreal. And fucking, they kind of, like, showed me the ropes. Because I had never really snowboarded. I grew up in Nebraska, 
and like we didn't have a lot of money so like there was this one little spot outside of uh omaha called mount crescent iowa mm. and it's like this little bunny slope <laughs> but they had like, like a it's little, the one hill on the prairie yeah, but they had this little like chairlift and everything and you could go out there and i learned how to ski you know like french fry was it run shit. by reindeer <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh so like i learned a little bit of that but it's nothing like out here like colorado my cousin kelly they used to go to like every winter to like colorado and like ski some real shit you know but i never got to um never snowboarded always skateboarded see yeah and i never had either but i wanted to fucking try it you know <laughs> but i was like in the back of my mind scared of, of this fucking shoulder but anyways, we go, they teach me, I had fun, I fucking snowboarded all day long. Had a blast. Is right. it translate I, pretty well? Yeah, kinda. I mean, I figured it out pretty quick. The balance, I just, right? It's yeah, just like, controlled. I was falling more in the beginning, and I think that's because I was just try, trying, I'm tall, so I was trying to stand up, and it was kind of like making me off balance. So I just started like squatting, and like kind of bending my knees more, and then like from there, I was catching on really quickly. A little flowy, And then once huh? I got comfortable, I could start standing up and kind of just like going with it. But, uh. I got comfortable, like, the they just turned the lights on, it was getting dark, fucking coming down, and I just caught this fucking edge, and got fucking smashed so hard, <laughs> like, right on my shoulder, too, when hurt? I landed, like, I instantly just, like, knew, and I reached up, and, like, if I showed you, like, the bone still fucking pops out, it's uh, like, I fucked my shit up. So the snow hurts. Yeah, and then because I've been... I don't know. Learning how, like, doing extra shit with this arm. Like, now this shoulder is starting to kind of get fucked up. And I'm just like, damn, I got shitty fucking shoulders. Like, <laughs> So, like, now I'm just, like, scared to fucking do anything, like, super crazy. I don't want to fucking break another, sh like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but isn't that extra incentive to not fall down? <laughs> yes. Also you extra can't help it at a skate park, Hayden. Yeah, also extra incentive <laughs> to just get in better shape. Stay in shape, kids. You know, do your exercises. I went Straight over. Up. I went over this hump today that I've been over a thousand times at the Rockland Skate Park, and I rolled over it today with my kid, dude. And I didn't get enough speed, and I tumbled <laughs> all the way down it. Were you wearing a helmet? Well, dude, yes, like I did wear a helmet. I was a good skater, like, and and more importantly, I was a good faller. You know, like. Dude, I, you know, did the tuck and roll for years and years and years, you know, and I, it just, like, caught it up It becomes to me. more to tuck and roll. It's caught up to me. I think the, I'm trying to remember the first time I, re oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, the first time I really fucked myself up, I was, like, 18, and I was, like, staying with some friends, like, couch surfing and shit. That was that, that's, like, same period right before I took off to California. But uh, I was doing landscaping with this dude, like, living in this town, Valley, Nebraska, where my family's actually from, my dad's side, and where my mom and my grandparents lived when I was born, uh, right outside of Omaha. But uh, I was staying there with some friends and shit, and I, like, borrowed a bike out yeah. of the bike rack all late night, fucked up, like, trying to go, like, smoke some weed or fucking do some drugs or something, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm, I go to this place, and they're not doing nothing, we like smoke, and I'm like coming back, and it's cold out, and I got my hood up on my hoodie, and I'm fucking standing up, pedaling all fast, and the fucking chain came off. 
Oof. Uh, and my momentum just fucking I threw me over the fucking handlebars and I smashed my head on the ground and and I like rolled over. I was like literally seeing stars and shit. And uh, I went to get up. My arm gave out. And I was like, oh fuck. And then I just started like hurting real bad. And I like hurried up and got the chain back on and rode it back to the apartment. Put the bike away and went and laid down on the couch. And I could like barely sleep all night. Woke up the next morning, called my mom. I was like, uh, you got to take me to the hospital. <laughs> so she came in, her and her friend came and got me and took me in, and I was all fucked up. But that was, like, the start of all my, my shoulder problems. Fuck. And then I ate shit really hard another time with me and my buddy fucking bombing down Powell Street in Portland. Oh, man. We got all drunk, and we were just going to, like, strip clubs all day on the bikes. <laughs> and, and like it was like the end of the night and just like mobbing down the sidewalk and I like look up and this big ass tree had like buckled the sidewalk oh, oh shit and I like reach up to grab the brake but it was like too late <laughs> and I had hit it and he just fucking launched me Bruh. I fucking flew so far oh my god <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> what a rough end of the night oh dude yeah and like oh but I tried to use it to my advantage like we stopped at a 7-Eleven and I bought like a bottle of fucking uh peroxide clean myself up and then we just went to the next strip club <laughs> and I was just like telling strippers that I you know had been through so much to get to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so I crashed my bike here. <laughs> Come on. And then we like we my my buddy, we tried to call his his fiance or whatever to come and get us and I don't think she was having it. So we just like walked the bikes all the way back home. And I think it was like mostly uphill going back. So <laughs> <laughs> it sucked. Fuck. But it was a great time. We had <laughs> <laughs> I would before we end it tonight. I would like to hear something on that. Yeah, the yeah. Old, I'll, old time I'll, guitar. I, what do you think? Yeah, let's do it. I like freeze up a little bit sometimes. I I love to play. Like, and I know like, well, it ain't no we'll definitely. Thing. No, I'm just saying like in general because I always have like these songs. I'm like, oh yeah, I can do it, and then I start to play, and I get all fucking. Ugh. Well, your playing's fucking great. I li- I've really enjoyed listening to you tonight. So like, I appreciate it. Let her rip. That's man. what I mean. Like, uh, you know, that was another thing. You know, doing this and like meeting all these people is just like you know getting to just jam with people again. That's, yeah, that's the thing. You know, how often do you guys like get together and and like practice and just like all the all what you guys do? You know? My girlfriend just gave me a little look. Too much. Cause... How many days a week? Yeah, we actually, I have my son Sunday through Wednesdays, and we do pretty hardcore Mondays, and then Wednesday nights when I, when my son goes back to his mom's is pretty much when we do any night we're available. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes Sunday. So, like, four to five nights a week, which is lovely. Which is nothing but, usually we just get together and hang out in here sometimes, but then we also, like, sometimes... You know, we write songs, and sometimes... That's why I was actually... curious, like, if you guys are just, like, uh, if you guys are recording often, like, you know, new ideas. And... Kind of. We're, we're actually dropping some rap tracks next year. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. are fun to make. I, I've noticed in your guys' sets, like, you like to you like to incorporate some of that, that, that kind of, like, hip-hop I, nature. I actually, uh, so, I didn't realize I was punked. Until I started like listening and hanging out with punks, I'm like, oh, dude, like it goes that's so a hand li- in hand. Now. That's the lifestyle that's the I was living. Except I was listening to rap music for my fucking uh, 
angry shit. Like, I listened to rap music pretty much all through my high school career. Career. <laughs> I, was a, I was a little shithead, but I've yeah. always been super eclectic, like I said, and a lot of things did come full circle. You know, my yeah. dad listened to blues and like Ry Cooter and like stuff like that. And yeah. It's like that, and like I said, like, I went down to move my grandparents. They're, they're getting older, and my grandma, she had COPD, and she kind of knew that her time was somewhat limited, mm-hmm. and she wanted to go back to Nebraska to be closer to family and whatnot. And uh, so we flew down and helped kind of pack up the last of the stuff. And I helped drive them up to Nebraska from Texas. Oh, wow. And they live way down, like, kind of by Corpus Christi in this town called Rockport. And uh, I had started getting into country and stuff anyway. But on that drive back, I listened to a lot of Charlie Crockett. Yeah, dude, he's great. And it just... And I didn't even realize that him and I were the same age. Uh, I'm 38 <laughs> years old, and like, and because he just his voice and just his knowledge and like how much his, the output of music that he, you know, like he literally just is constantly. Well, that's releasing it. Music. That's the thing we were talking about art and how it's kind of hard to sell. It's it's not. The thing is like Bob Dylan, The Beatles, and Drake. What do they have in common is that they just put on put out good quality content unregrettably. Yeah. And no matter what it was, they just put it out and let it be and then continued. What's the next one? What's the next one? Like, it's not having that thought. Is it good enough? It's like, no, just I had a really out. good fucking time making that's that's kinda why we do the rap tracks, because I get I get having fun making the beats well, yeah, and like it's shit can be monotonous, you know, like so yeah. you know, like switching it up doing stuff just to have fun see and i think that's what's cool and that's what's special with a lot of people who've been able to find like people to be in a band with and stuff i think that's kind of why i kind of come back to doing like folk and like singer songwriter type stuff or always kind of have yeah and it wasn't it wasn't like by choice it's because i was been alone and like traveling and shit i didn't have people to play with i always wanted to yeah i have like tons of friends that are in like cool bands and good bands and stuff and i was always somewhat envious of that connection it's hard finding people to play with you know it felt the same way in the air force there was so a lack of artistic side that there was only like one or two people that i knew played and everybody was just so self-conscious about it yep i'm self-conscious but like it should be at to a degree but that's what's going to get you better but like fucking dude you shred like (laughs) you're playing great the guitar is great like it's and another aspect, honestly, is music. Like, when you do find, you find other people that play, but it's like whether or not you guys are like... Gonna click. Yeah, you yeah. know, because so many people are into too. different things, you yeah, know? Like, I've met people that are like into music, but they're, what they're into and like what they're interested in is like just not the same. No, I've been telling Jake since we started, it's like musicians that click just play better together. If yeah. you've ever tried to play with somebody that you don't click with, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as fun. Yeah, because like growing up, like, you know, we've I've played with like my best friends and like these random people and like we we always had fun. And we were all just like learning and figuring shit out. And honestly when I look back on that, it didn't really help me any because I was just like playing all these like bar chords and like trying to be like a punk kid. I never learned how to read or write music or any of that stuff. And now that I'm older and it interests me so much and I still like can't put it down, I'm like, I should learn this shit. 
you know, I should probably learn how to at least like when someone says, oh, it's in the key of A and, you know, this chord and that chord and this chord, I should at least know how to do that, yeah. <laughs> you know, which I don't <laughs> currently. So, but, but those are like simple, easy goals. And, and I know at some point, all these years that I've just been fiddling around and playing around, it's all going to kind of like the dots are going to get connected. And then my playing is just going to like just really beat your improve. head against the wall. Now nah, that's exactly that's what you keep saying, yeah. That's straight up how it works. I've been playing guitar for two years, and like it just kind of developed, my, it like engulfed my life. Well, so like I, I just meet young a people lot. like you that are like have such a good grasp on it, which is fucking awesome. I love that. I love seeing that, and like I and I want to be that person for people too, because like I feel like that's part of the problem is like if you don't meet somebody or people yeah. that you like can kind of help you along. So I didn't really know anybody that played music. I didn't have anybody to like, when you have other people, you learn quicker, kind of, yeah. you know, like you can feed off someone or whatever. I just sat and like looked up tablature. And like, it's a build it, they will come type thing. You yeah. just put it out there, like, especially with social media now, it's just such a gravitation. Like musicians just want to find each other now because yeah. like, it's, 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 it's a craft. A, it's, it's a, a it's a experience. it's a trade. Like I mean, I watch other horseshoers online all the time. Like, yeah, I I watch other musicians. Like, <laughs> yeah, tradesmen just like seeing other tradesmen and talking to them. So it's like, I'll try to do this one. Heck yeah. Uh, I got like two little verses. I think I did a little clip of it on uh, on Instagram too. But... I like that notebook. I, uh, on one of my road trips, I got it out, the Cherokee Nation, like, <laughs> like a little, like, gift shop type thing, and I figured, well, if I'm gonna buy some shit, it should at least go to local, like, natives. Fuck yeah. Yeah, straight up. Alright, I'm gonna see if I can do this.
that's great. I'm, I'm, I'll get it one of these days. I was telling my girlfriend earlier today. I was like, I need to fucking practice my songs. I don't know why I don't. But dude, dude I love hey, that's that. a great preview though. <laughs> and dude, this is a, I. We had a bunch of fun. I really would hope you come back. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love okay, to. Okay, so give me something to. All right, well, you practice that one. We're gonna feature. <laughs> we're gonna feature that one. We'll get you hooked up and stuff. And we want to. Dude, I like that one a lot. Dude, and anytime you want to come jam, come jam. Please. Yeah, I'd love to. And uh, likewise, uh, I know you guys have mentioned. Um, do they still do the uh, open mic nights at like Grass Valley Brewing Company? Yes, and stuff Mondays. Like that? It's on Mondays, huh? Yeah. But that's normally when you do your your podcast, or you said Thursdays too. Or we can do it. Mondays and Thursdays are like our for sure nights. And I haven't then, done um, a like an open mic night thing in a long time. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. We like to go to them sometimes, anyway. So we should yeah. meet you up there one. Yeah, time. I'd like to mess around though, and like we could record some stuff too. Like I have a bunch of stuff that I would like to work on. I just never make the time. For oh, it, please come down. That would be a lot of fun. We set aside a day, dude. I'd sit in here for a couple hours. Freaking. Yeah, I, I probably have at least like five songs that I could definitely get through and finish at some at some point you know if i worked on it I yeah think, practice know, it and then get them down so you got a muscle memory down then yeah man uh we did les blackwell's uh not his latest project the one before that's on Bandcamp, and it was all on this microphone right here and it sounded pretty damn good and also my producing skills has gotten a little better yeah yeah see, but see, that's that's also really helpful too because you know like when i'm sitting and trying to like do it for myself it really like it's distracting mm -hmm. it's really nice when someone else can like man the controls and you can just focus on the actual song or straight or, up you know what i mean because yep. like i'm like oh i fucked up you know i like have to keep going back you know but i can just have someone yeah like, and let's let's do it again you know i agree because it that that's honestly what turns me away from working on my stuff so often is it's like I just feel like I'm like, it's it can be a little fucking repetitive sometimes. And it's so scary. nice if you have someone that can just click that button for you. Yes, <laughs> dude, straight up. And it's it helps me with practice. I I just like doing it. Like you know, like it's just fun sometimes. Oh yeah, doing I just love so. having the gear too. I've had friends come through and I'm like, I don't even know how to use half my gear, but fucking have at it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Oh, cool, Ryan. It has been. A pleasure. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys having me yeah, in here. Hell yeah, dude. It's been a fun one. Happy January. I'm glad you had the right rig for getting up the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was coming down. I was like, cool, cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, I knew I was heading to a ranch, you know. So. Yeah, usually yeah. we put a car trailer right there in front of the pond. And then uh, that's where we do the bands. And then everybody yeah, sits on the hill. So you yeah. got, we'll have to, you got to be here for the next one. Yeah, I love to come in. I do, and I didn't even realize that uh, some of the last ones you did was with like Joey or whatever was it was that the last, last oh no podcast we, him and, oh yeah the last podcast that was our season ender was yeah. with uh, Joey yeah that was a couple of months back so I was like I'm yep just, hopefully I'm not too boring for the this one might season. be a no, I dude, think you're you're good <laughs> for sure I'm pretty sure I think we're going to be releasing this one probably early February we've got a couple more that we actually been able to bank up cool. in the winter cuz we're going to try to do a bi-weekly bi -weekly and do 26 a year. Cool. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Um, 
Yeah, and so we really appreciate you coming in, man. Hopefully, at least by the end of the year. Dude, we'll have you in after the summertime and all the shows go pop. Oh, we'll, yeah, we'll just touch to, base like, again. Uh, recap, like, what happened last, yeah, last year dude, versus this year, you know? Last year was so exciting. Like, just well, I'm like, you know, just automatically, you know, once again, so many uh, connections have been made. You know, we can all put our heads together for stuff this year. And I felt bad. I felt like the douchebag because he messaged me. Or he messages the band page. He goes, "Hey, I got I saw you guys handing out T-shirts at the show." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, "Yeah, we were." <laughs> I just well, I mean, that's what caught my my attention. No, it was really. And I was cool. like, "Cool, all right." Well, because you were like, "Yeah, we we you know you knew you had known of Water Tower." Yeah, we previously you know we'd gone to a couple of their shows up here, and then uh, we did Bar J Bar, and us did a Forest Hill. Uh, hoedown or yeah. something like that one on a wednesday and it actually had a pretty good turnout we've had the two bars back and forth it was pretty cool that's what people don't realize you know when these bands are traveling and shit you know there's like five other days in the week you know besides yeah. fucking friday and saturday yeah. you know and like so many people don't realize like how hard it is for some of these guys to like book a show in the middle of the week or at the beginning of the week you know so when we started doing the monday thing it was, you know, like, at first it was just kind of like, that's the day we had. Yeah. But then from there we are like, dude, fuck it. Let's just, like, it was like summertime. Push people to their limits, dude. What are they yeah. going to do And what else this? you got to do on a fucking Monday, you know? Like, it's you, true. You, you, you know, you recovered on Sunday. You're back to work on Monday, you know? The and, times are wonderful, too, because, like, those people that, like, have Mondays off can be there a little early, and then those who work can still not miss part of the show. That's what was cool about doing that, too. It was like, yeah, you know, all ages, outside, and... You know, fucking, we're gonna do it for six hours. So, yes. <laughs> straight up, to come through. <laughs> straight up, I know. Dude, I was, and it's always fun. It's a great crowd. The first one, I was so excited. I told, I called everybody. I was like, "Dude, that's what I want for my birthday." Everybody, let's go to the dew drop. And then we only had enough mushrooms for me, so I got to do mushrooms and have all my friends. I loved there. that. I thought that was. I thought that was great. <laughs> like, yeah, we ate mushrooms and hung out, and I was like, "That's fucking sweet." Yeah. Dude, the, the fucking uh, the snake at the second one where we were playing snake farm. And oh, Joey yeah. caught that snake. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize it at the time, but then I saw like the video, and yeah. I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That's fucking amazing." That was. So <laughs> Yeah, he's carried a snake on stage. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Snake. Yeah. I had to do this. So good. Joey's the one I think that told me about that song. And then when you guys came and played it, I was like, yeah, this is this what <laughs> Once again, that whole, like, you know. And I I was, I brought up Charlie Crockett. I know you're trying to end it, but. No, uh, dude. Like, listening to him, there was so many songs. Because he, he plays so many songs. A lot of originals. But, you know, he he does covers obviously you know old old country songs and whatever and his versions are just so good and you know and then i'll like find the original you know right. like down the line and i'm like oh you know it just it all makes sense right yeah you know you start to connect it because like dude i i when you're into that you know joey he's like in his early 30s like the dude's knowledge of like country old country music is awesome and like you know like even Kenny used to be like into punk rock, and like now he's like this like bluegrass shredder. Like, Dude, right, straight up. And I'm just like, I love the transitions. I love how people can like 
like with music, it's like not even a big deal. Like no one gives anybody shit. Like oh, I used to fucking play, you know, death metal, and now I play banjo. Yeah. You yeah. know, like or whatever. You know, and like it's just so seamless. Yeah. You can be like oh yeah, I used to do that, but now I do this. And I fucking love that. But Charlie, like, he was, like, my intro to country, kind of. Like, yeah. even though I listened to all, like, the outlaw shit. And, like, I used to, I loved Hank 3 and, you know, Dude, like, I, all that kind of so stuff. so much of his inspiration. Yeah, I, 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 I can tell. I, I guess, yeah. Like, it's and, crazy. Uh, you know, like, just whatever. But then, like, really diving into the old shit, like, Hank Williams. And, yes. like, all those people of his time and, and whatnot and the evolution of it. It's just, like... Going back to that, that's what's truly interesting to me. And, like, Charlie Crockett kind of helped me, like, discover old songs and, and artists who are, like, actual staples in this fucking genre and this evolution of country music. Yeah. Straight and, like, it's fucking fun. It's, like, it's all new for me in the last, like, few years. Like, and it, there's so much to absorb. There's so much of it. There Dude, is. There's so much out there. Yeah. And that's why I love Nick Shoulders. I had mentioned him earlier, like... The way he talks and, like, his knowledge, and he's done, like, some radio shows and, like, brought in his own vinyl and whatever, and his family is, like, Ozark, Mountain, like, yodelers and like, so cool. crazy shit, and his knowledge and the way he, like, he, he could be, like, a fucking country music, like, teacher. Right. Yeah. You know, like, history, like, the history of it type thing. Like, his knowledge and his, whatever, what he brings to the table is just so cool, and he's so fun to listen to. But, you know, I don't know. They, you could go for days and days on that stuff. Straight up, there's a lot of good shit coming out of everywhere right now. COVID was an amazing... I, I knew as soon as COVID hit, and as soon as everybody panicked, I'm like, man, there's going to be a renaissance, especially with people having to be locked down. I was like... Because I walked in trying to get one of those little scarlets, right? And they're like, dude, we're backed up for like two weeks. And I'm like... And that instantly told me, I'm like, how many studios are in there? The fucking, the houses now. Oh, man. There's so many great artists that are going to be popping in the next five years, ten years. Like, oh, man. It it's going to be legendary. In, which is honestly, like, a good thing for some people. If you didn't, like, fall like fall for all the bullshit, you know. No, right. I, that was nice being a horseshoer, dude. I stuck, horse people, it, it did better for business because My people were at home. My life never really changed much. No. I, I never, I don't, you know, at that point in my life, I didn't really, like, do a lot. Like, the live music part kind of sucked. Yeah. Couldn't, like, go see live music. Champs kept us on through all of COVID. That's awesome. The one in Newcastle? Hell yeah. Whole fucking thing. We were there bi-weekly at one point. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like, there was just nowhere for me to even see any music, so that was the one part that kind of like fucked me up but other than that like everything was pretty normal i usually just kind of stay to myself and like i work from home do my own thing like we talked about that like the whole like weed thing and whatever like that keeps me pretty fucking busy so doing it right will yep i never left this year so (laughs) it was just like that's what i did now well, we'll touch in on the farming next time. Man. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you for bringing in these dope-ass guitars. That was a good idea. Fuck yeah. Fucking uh, be excited for some of the shows. Follow them. Yeah, once we get out of this crazy weather, we'll we'll be what, right back at it, I think. What's your Instagram tag? Uh, it's it's Hot Arts. I'm probably going to change that, honestly, just so it's a little okay. easier. But uh, it's H-A-U-T-E, Arts. Okay. Uh, it's like a... Cool. 
Uh, I looked it up once, and it's like I think the word just means like high class. Nice. Yeah. I originally wanted to be like hot, hot trash, like H A U T, hot trash, like high hot class trash. trash. <laughs> that, that's way better. Yeah, but like it's like taken. Like people, you know, that's people are smart. Make it one word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are way more witty than me. So. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you again for coming and showing us your shit. Thank you for letting us smoke your shit. <laughs> Thanks for, for sure. coming and talking about shit. Hell yeah. Check out our song Shit coming out oh, on yeah? January 6th. No shit? <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, actually, <laughs> let us play it for you when we uh, when we get done yeah, with you. Yeah. You guys got to check it out on Friday. It's our punk it's our punk song, actually. It's pretty punk. It's pretty but, punk. You know, yeah, it, you know, we got the punctry side. I know you got that vibe. Yeah, that's what, that's, that was like... To be honest... That's why I want to jam. The reason guys. why we yeah, want to do sure. punk tree and like that shit is because I just want the freedom. I don't want to fit into like a certain area. Like we want to be able to drop whatever kind of sound we want to and just be like, dude, it's punk. It's fucking country. Well, it's, that's what, you know, like. It's inclusive. It's just, it's fucking music. Yep. Yeah, man, because I don't want to, like, you know, offend any of these people that really know what the fuck they're doing. They get, if they get offended, whatever. Like, yeah. if it's a good song, it's a good song. Like, no, that's, I mean, that's how I feel. I'm, you know, like, I, I'm, a, you know, I'd be a... Except that goddamn long neck. I'm so <laughs> ever broke my heart. See, that song's been in my head for six months. It's making me not like it. I'm sorry. It's needy. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's requiring too it much takes... of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. Outlaws After Dark, Ryan, it's been a pleasure. Bye, y'all. Later. Cheers.